0: How about another story as we cruise down the road here? Sound good? All right. Now, I know you've probably heard of Kamehameha. He usually gets all the credit for uniting the various islands of Hawaii. But have you ever heard of Chief Kahikili? Well, before Kamehameha, there was a great chief here on Maui named Chief Kahikili who indirectly laid the groundwork for Kamehameha to unite the islands and become king. As a matter of fact, the road you're driving on is named after him, the Kahikili Highway. For the next few minutes, let me tell you the story of this great Hawaiian chief of both Oahu and Maui, Kahikili. Kahikili was born in 1737. He was the son of the king of Maui at the time. When he was born, the chiefs of each island were fighting to take control of their own islands, and each wanted more. Since the chiefs were all related to one another, it was a major family squabble. But not just with insults. They used weapons. They killed each other. And it was a time of great unrest. Kahikili grew up to be a great leader and warrior. He was named after the Hawaiian god of thunder, Kanahikili, and considered himself to be a direct descendant of the gods. He was known as Pahupu, or cut in two, because just like his godly ancestor, he was tattooed in black from head to toe on his right side, and his face was also tattooed black. He was skilled in the ancient art of cliff jumping, lelekawa and could leap into the ocean from heights as high as 600 feet or more. They say that two of his favorite cliff-jumping spots were at Black Rock in Kaanapali and Kahakuloa, near the small town we just passed through. There are also cliffs on Lanai and Oahu that are named for him and his prowess. Kahikili loved his solitude and many say that he single-handedly strategized about war. They say that Kahikili delighted in war, and he showed it by waging battle with chiefs on the islands of Molokai, Hawaii, and Oahu. When he was a younger chief, no foreigners had yet landed in Hawaii. He and his warriors waged war in hand-to-hand combat with shark-tooth clubs and spears that could rip open gaping wounds he recruited men to become Pahupu warriors. Just like Kahikili, they tattooed half their bodies black even to the insides of their eyelids. Ow! For those on Maui, they were protectors who defended the territory and were celebrated in their communities. But to those who were their enemies, they were seen as ruthless killers, and the wailing of women and children could be heard when the Pahupu warriors approached to do battle. Kahikili had his royal center at Wailuku, near the mouth of the Iao Valley, where we're headed now. He was constantly at war with Kalaniopu'u, the high chief from the Big Island of Hawaii. They mostly fought over Hana because, at the time, it was under the control of Kalaniopu'u. This same chief had made several attacks on different parts of Maui to try to expand his control. Kahikili was the victor in most of these battles. For example, in one attack, Kalaniopu'u and his warriors landed at Kaupo on the backside of Hana. They raided villages and assaulted the commoners. Kahikili's men, who knew the countryside intimately, trapped Kalaniopu'u's men in the hills and defeated them. Another time, 800 island warriors landed at Honualua, only to be killed like fish enclosed in a net by Kahakili and his Pahupu warriors. The most famous victory of Kahakili on Maui was the Battle of Wailuku, where he had his warriors hide behind the sand dunes surrounding the beach area. When Kalaniapu'u's army landed, they were taken by surprise and attacked on all sides by Kahakili's men. No matter what his enemies attempted, Kahakili's army was invincible.